you dream of starting your own product-based business, but don't know where to start? Are you ready to grow your existing product business, but could use some guidance or inspiration? Welcome to the Product Sessions Podcast. My name is Rebecca Waldron, entrepreneur, product designer, and developer, and mom of three. I'll be sharing some of the lessons I've learned in my career working in the surf industry for brands like Hurley and O'Neill, as well as running my bag company, Bodomit, for over eight years. I'll also be interviewing industry experts to learn from their experiences and get their advice. I can't wait to help you take your big ideas and make your dreams a reality. Let's jump in. Hi, welcome to the Product Sessions podcast. Today, we are talking about mental health as entrepreneurs, and this is episode number six. So for some reason, I am very passionate and also comfortable talking about mental health. I could talk about it for days and days. I personally have struggled with my own mental health, with depression and anxiety, but I am weirdly not embarrassed to talk about it. And I feel almost as if I am called to, or it's like part of my purpose in life to talk about mental health and help other people feel more comfortable talking about their own mental health. I'm passionate about the importance of self-analyzing our thoughts and actions to get into like the deeper meanings and heal the root causes of our issues. So let's talk about mental health, guys. Are you excited? So I think there's some kind of link between creativity and mental illness. I think as creatives, sometimes we are able to see options or um, combinations or opportunities that other people may not see. Um, And so it's kind of hard for us to narrow down the way that non-creatives see the world. I came across this article and in the Business Insider, it says that depression is an epidemic in the startup community. And according to this article, only 7% of the general population suffer from depression, but up to 30% of founders of startups deal with depression. I could not believe the correlation. There's got to be some link there that we don't fully understand. But being an entrepreneur and someone that has struggled with my own mental health, um, I definitely can see that this is true. So today I'm going to talk about a few tips that I have learned to help me with my mental health and I think can help other entrepreneurs as they struggle on their journey to stay mentally healthy as they are running a business. And the first tip is I think you really need to understand how you define yourself and what you value. I think we should not be jumping into businesses to validate our worth as human beings. And I and I am guilty of this, and I think many of us are. We think that um, maybe we're not worthy or that we haven't accomplished enough in this life. And so we need to start a business to prove that we can do great things and that we have value. And so I think we need to be careful of this because a huge percentage of businesses fail. According to Investopedia, 20% of new businesses fail during the first two years of being open. 
45 during the first five years and 65 during the first 10 years. And we don't want to have our value tied up in whether or not this business is going to fail or succeed because that has no reflection of whether or not you're a good person or you're a valuable person or you're worth knowing. Um, It's just a business. Part of how you see yourself and how you identify yourself comes from where you get your validation. And as I've matured, I have realized that I seek a lot of validation from outside sources. So like when I was dating, I always needed the validation from whoever I was dating. Um, And as I've gotten older and matured, I think I have found that that validation needs to come from within. So figure out how you can feel that validation and find your self-worth within yourself without having to have other people tell you or society tell you you've reached a certain level of success. What is it that really matters in this life and are you doing that? So take some time to analyze how do you define yourself? How do you see yourself? What do you value about yourself? What are you good at? Are you a good friend? Are you a good spouse? Are you a good parent? Are you a good son or daughter? Are you a good sister? What are your skills that you have that you find valuable? And what kind of person do you want to be? Not just a successful person, but you know, what is it that you value about people and about yourself? Another part of why I think mental health affects entrepreneurials is because there are a lot of financial stressors when you start a business and it's risky and not having financial stability is very stressful. I think a great tip is when you're starting a business, what do they say? Don't bet the farm. Don't put your whole life savings and all of your finances into the business and your financial success based on whether the business succeeds or not. Um, I think it's a good idea to start your startup when you have another job or another source of income or a backup plan if things don't work so that all your eggs aren't in this one basket financially. Especially if you are married, it's important to be clear and communicate often about your financial status with your spouse so that you're not feeling that extra pressure or like a sense of secrecy surrounding your finances, just to kind of relieve that pressure. Tip number three is to know that setbacks are expected and they're going to happen. There are going to be a lot of pitfalls on your path. There have been a few times in the course of owning Bodomit that I'm like, I should probably just close up shop. This isn't working or The cost is outweighing the benefit here. Um, But then things move on and progress and um, there is light at the end of the tunnel and things get better. Or maybe your whole business idea just didn't work. You have to scrap it and be done. There are going to be other ventures in your life, new things that you're going to experience and try until you find the right fit. I think many of you are probably familiar with Mark Cuban, who is a shark on Shark Tank. And... He has shared that he has had a lot of failures before he reached his success. He talked about how he failed as a cook, as a carpenter, or even a waiter. And he said, 
I've learned that it doesn't matter how many times you failed. You only have to be right once. I tried to sell powdered milk. I was an idiot lots of times, and I learned from them all. Of course, it's easy to say once you've made that successful venture that, oh, I failed, no big deal. And But it can be really hard when you're going through that failure to have a good, healthy perspective on your value as a human being and your self-worth and how you define yourself. One thing I like to think of is we've probably all had some sort of really hard experience in our life, say like in junior high or high school, something that felt really hard, like maybe a breakup or a loss. And, and maybe at that time it felt like it was the end of the world. Not that those feelings weren't genuine and real that you experienced at a younger age, but as time has passed, the sting has faded and life has moved on. So if you do face one of those setbacks, it's healthy to remember that with distance from this time that, you know, the skies get a little bluer and that what seemed to be the end of the world was really just a speed bump. Number four, and something I love to always tell everyone, is how awesome therapy is. I think everyone needs therapy at some point in their lives, and I don't think there needs to be a stigma attached to it, like you failed somehow if you need to go to therapy. It's just a part of life. Like, to be healthy and fit, we need to move our bodies. To be mentally healthy, we need to go to therapy and talk about our problems in order to understand ourselves better and learn techniques to be mentally healthy and optimistic. I kind of compare going to therapy like going to a physical therapist. I've got some neck issues because I sit at a desk all the time. I've got like forward head posture and sometimes I'll go to physical therapy and my physical therapist will teach me the exercises I need to do and the way I need to sit um, and the things I need to practice to be physically healthy and to not have that pain. And it's not like you can go to the physical therapist one time or do those exercises one time and then you're cured. It's something that you need to do habitually and I think the same thing about therapy. You need to go several times and learn the techniques and then apply those to your lives. And then after you've done that for a while, maybe you need a refresher, you'll go back to therapy and get some more tips um, or a refresher on the things that you forgot to help you in the future. It can be really hard to find a good fit for a therapist. I know that I have had some that I'm like, I am not getting anything out of this. I remember one time I was depressed and I went to the therapist and she was like, have you tried knitting or like something about do you have hobbies that you like? And while that is probably good advice, honestly, at the time I was like, you don't get it. <laughs> Sometimes your therapist doesn't get it and you have to kind of shop around until you find someone that's a good fit. I actually found someone that was great on BetterHelp. I got matched with someone that really got me and um, specializes in my type of struggles so don't give up after one or two therapists and think that you're just never going to find someone. Um, keep trying until you find a good match. And my fifth and final tip is to have a good community. When I look back on my life and I think of the times that I have been the happiest, they have been the times when I have been a part of a strong community. One of those times was in college 
when, you know, I had a bunch of roommates and we were all kind of in the same phase of life, having the same struggles, trying to balance um, school, work and social life. And that was an example of a time that I felt like I was really a part of a community that got me and that I was a valued member of that community. So as an entrepreneur, one way to have that community is to join a group or have a coaching group or there was a time when I had a Marco Polo group with some entrepreneur friends and we would talk about our struggles or ask questions of each other. And I feel like those types of groups, especially with other entrepreneurs, can really help you feel like you're not alone because being an entrepreneur can really be isolating. No one else is in your position struggling with what you're struggling with. And so it's hard to feel understood and that somebody gets you. Aside from having other entrepreneur friends, be open about talking with your friends in general about what you're going through and your struggles are, talking with your spouse and your family members about that. Just need, just being open about your feelings and your mental health and your struggles and your wins. Having people that are interested in hearing about that. Thanks so much for listening to this episode about mental health. I absolutely love talking about mental health. I have tons of tips. Will you please let me know if you enjoy this type of content, if it's helpful for you? Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Product Sessions Podcast. Visit theproductsessions.com for full show notes and additional resources. If you're interested in growing your own product-based business, but you need some more guidance, check out our free resource, the product business launch guide by visiting the productsessions.com backslash launch guide. See you next week.